Uh, well, good evening, everybody. I'm going to say good evening because that's the time of recording. And welcome to episode 23, season three, Dads and Dragons, coming at you. Coming what do you at think you. about that? Is that a good, in- is that a good start? Should I, I go back? It. Start again? No, no. Keep, keep with it. Coming at keep you. Keep it. Yeah. Well, uh, here today we are, we've got a couple of things to talk about on the show today. Um, we've obviously, we're, this is obviously going to be a bit of a prelude into the uh, starter set interview. Is that correct, Jamie? Yes. And do what I must say, just to kind of butt in there. Oh, do what, it was one of the most enjoyable. You know, it's it's like we've we've been really lucky lately with with these uh, with these guests, but they're like I find them very similar to the World Britannia guys, where we had to stop. Yeah. Because we'd have been there all night. Yeah. Yeah. That. Uh, that. I couldn't have put it. Yeah, I, I was yeah. trying to think how to explain this. I couldn't have put it better myself. That's the point. We could have talked all night. Yeah, it was easy. It was fun. They're great guys. I can't wait. I think we're going to return the favour with them. And I think we've already spoken since. And we're going to make this a regular thing where we appear. Yeah, we're going to touch base all the time and see how they go. Not all the time. That that would be silly. But be you know, as often level. as possible. One of the uh, one of them they're going to move in. Yeah, with me. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm also I'm gonna um, apologise that I'm, I'm gonna try my best not to cough, um, and I'm gonna play the sympathy card here because I'm in COVID jail right now. Because you got the Rona. I have got it, and and mate, I tell you what, it is no joke. You know when you talk to people about it and they've said oh, I had it, and I, you know, I couldn't do this, and I'm like, mm, okay, cool. You know, you don't know until you experience it. I'm like, man, this is the worst man flu I've ever had. <laughs> Yeah, um, I touched base with you uh, the day after you were. You explained to me that it was your worst day, yeah. and you were quite poorly, weren't you? I was very poorly. Um, I, I think I told you earlier. My, my boss was telling me ages ago that he um, he went and picked up his dog mess in his garden, and then had to go to bed afterwards. And I was like, I remember talking to him about it a few weeks ago, thinking, <laughs> "How big is your garden, Loser. mate?" Yeah, how yeah. big's your dog? Wow, that's big poo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but then it was like I think it was Monday or so. I started, I come downstairs, and we got these blankets on on the sofa, which the boys kind of you know to watch morning TV on. And I folded like three up, and I had to go and have a lay down. I was genuinely, really? I was shattered. It was, it's honestly no joke. Out, you know, it's absolutely hitting me for six. However, last two days have been quite good, so I'm. Uh... Not that I want this to be the Rona show, but. <laughs> Um, it really does feel like when, not if, you're going to get it now, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Oh, God, yeah. And I'm, just, and I'm kind of glad there's a bit of me that's like, I've got out of the way now. My two kids have had it. My wife, who's Canadian, is fighting it for some reason and not get, catching it from any of us. However, we think we, she But might we think we, she, she might have already had it, though, don't we? Yeah, yeah. Or, or she's just, you know, tougher than us Welsh. Canadians are usually, they're pretty tough, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so uh, I'll try not to cough. I promise I, I'm doing my best. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, I believe, Jamie, I'll sort of lead you into this one, that you were approached by a gentleman called uh, Jimmy Flowers from Splinterverse. Yes, yes Jimmy, Fla- uh, Jimmy, Fla- Jimmy Flowers from, yeah, from Splinterverse. So he came to us and he said, look, I've got, I got a bunch of stuff. Can I send you some, some free stuff? So, obviously. Obs. Um, so he sent me a bunch of, bunch of bits and pieces. And um, I think there was something about potions. There was a couple other bits. And... They were quite cool, actually. The potion one, especially, it was it was it was quite fiddly. It was quite, um, you know, if, when you're doing downtime type of stuff, you know, quite uh, what's the word fussy? You know, when you like yeah, oh yeah, fussy. Things. Yeah, I like yeah. I like fussing over it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So it's yeah, quite yeah. Like that. But this one book he sent, 
a PDF he sent me, and it was called, um, excuse me, uh, the Feywild Companion. Now they were trying to get this released at the same time as the the book that's just come out now, the uh, Wild Beyond the Witchlight. So, yeah. Because it kind of runs along with that. It's it's all about the Feywild. It's all about that the folk that live there and the creatures and the magic and and everything. Yeah. Come. And they they did it. They managed to do it. They actually managed to get it going. Um, which amazes me because I actually started the book back in May of this year. Because we know, we know, because we've got an insider that uh, Amy Vorpal has told us how long these things can take. Yeah, so they really back forth, back went and forth, quick. Back and forth. But, I mean, these guys obviously aren't, they're nothing to do with um, wizards, but they've, they've actually written a book where they've had to probably guess a lot of it because they don't know what's coming out with yeah. the world beyond. Um, that could have been, you know, they could have released a bunch of stuff and it wouldn't have worked. But somehow they've managed to do it. It it runs perfectly next to it. And um, yeah, he's even given us a copy to give away. So we'll, we're going to... We'll get to that in a sec. Yeah, we're going to talk about that later on. But um, yeah, no, it's, it's a great book. I mean, this book has got... Oh, it's got new lineages, lineages in it. Yeah. It's got... Um, it's got... Oh, it's got a new subclass for every class, including artifice, Artificer. Artificer. Um, it's got new backgrounds, 13 new spells, I believe, four new feats. It's got, I think it's got like two adventures, six encounters, 50 adventure hooks. It's got everything you need in there. Somebody, get... wizards need to be phoning these guys, don't they? <laughs> it, it's amazing. I, do you know what? It's funny because, like, I've been talking to a few people and, um, about you know would, you know would we ever be interested in kind of helping out make a book or you know kind of adding bits and pieces and I'm like yeah yeah mm-hmm. cool that's cool I mean I've been sat on the couch I mean don't get me wrong I've been sat on the couch a couple of days feeling rough but I've been sat on the couch days where I could probably get a pen and paper out and I haven't like these guys have yeah. seriously committed seriously yeah, they committed. Have. it's unbelievable what they've come up with because um, you said you were going to point out some of your, you had a favourite bit didn't you that you were going to just talk about oh yeah well yeah um well, for instance, like obviously being being a bit a bit of a bard uh, enthusiast, you are. Um, their subclass, the um, college uh, for the bard, is absolutely outstanding to the point where I just want to like rewrite Andrell. This is mm-hmm. insane. And if we were ever to get hold of the uh, the new book and run it, I would probably write my bard to this. To that to this yeah. uh, this college because it, it's anyway this 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 college is called College of Seasons and yeah see now uh, you've you've actually <coughs> mentioned this before a couple of times so I've actually heard what Jamie's about to say but it's I love it I it, absolutely love it. It, it whoever thought of this is is an absolute genius like I don't don't want to throw that around too much but it is it's like they've looked at something and I'm hoping they've just looked out out the window and gone oh that's a good idea because that's basically what it is. <laughs> It's so basically the, the the bards of the college of seasons get their power from the ever changing flow of nature itself. So the college studies the seasons as they interact in both the material plane and the Feywild. So the songs that are composed in this college are basically set to the seasons. So, like, how can I describe it? So let's have a quick look. Really best way to do it is have a look at the like what, what the comes book. with it right so third level um feature 
straight away. When you become this this college of, of the seasons, you get what's known as melodies of the seasons. And I just love this idea. It's <laughs> so beautiful, isn't it? It's amazing. You know, your study has led you to compose songs worthy of each season. So when you reach third level, you basically choose one of the following season melodies. Uh, so spring, summer, autumn, winter. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So with you. So spring basically. So your spring songs reflect the budding life of spring, creating vigor of those around you. So as a bonus action, you can use instead of using your bardic inspiration, you can grant your an ally that you see within sixty feet an extra attack. How cool is that? Summer. Can I can I can I just jump in? Just two oh. seconds. How do you see this? Like, do you see this like when you're playing your bard, like you're going to stick to the actual real world seasons or are you going to go, do you know what, today I'm winter or well, today I'm summer? That's it. I don't know. It doesn't know. Like, you, you, I, guess you, I guess you could do that. I mean, we live in Wales, so I could be three seasons in one day here sometimes. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. Well, actually, I, if I go on to that next bit now, um, summer represents fire of the hottest summer. So basically you have, um, as a reaction, you can... Um, you can expend like kind of uh, you know additional damage to people with kind of fire damage. Um, autumn is a, uh, a transformation, returning life to previous states. So that's where you're kind of healing and bits and pieces. And then winter, again, is the frigid hardness of winter. So again, it's it's cold damage and that sort of stuff. It's now, so cool. It's meant it? Now it's up to you again. But every time you gain a level after that, you can change your season. You can change what oh, you want okay. to Okay, okay, I get it. Okay. When get you get it. to six level, you then get to choose one of the other. So there's different ones. There's like magical resistance, there's charming presence, face step. There's there's a bit more. Now, this is the one. When you get to fourteenth level, you become the master of the seasons. <gasps> so basically, you can change seasons every long rest. So I, 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 I want, you want to meet to. the guy who came up with this. You know, it, it's it's insane. I mean, obviously, there's more to the different seasons. Mm. Like, you can have, like, um, yeah, like in the spring, you can charm people a bit more, make things dance. There's so much. There's so much. I mean, I, I could just do a whole podcast just on this character. It's insane. Do we? Clever. It's amazing that no one's ever come up with this before because it's it's... You just look out the window, and that's it's there. It's especially there. in it's Wales, right in front of you. And why, why hasn't there ever been something like this with the seasons, with the weather? I'm sure there is. I'm sure there's wizards and you know homebrew out there. But to have it on a piece of paper like this, it's we've never, I've never come across, I've never it, come across it. I, I, love I keep it. saying, I, I keep saying, oh, I'm I'm new to this game, but mm, pushing two years now, I've been pretty absorbed in it, and yeah. I haven't seen that. No, unbelievable. Absolutely love that one. Um, what did you find? I, I, so I just want to ask you, you just one more question. Do we know who wrote that guy? Um, it doesn't say on it. I'm just saying because we've. Okay, let's have a quick. You know, he's the only reason I'm asking, James, is because <laughs> maybe we should be striving to get get him on the show. Yeah, we need to, we need to get yeah have a chat to Jimmy. Get him on the Jimmy Flowers. Because like looking looking look at the book now, like I mean, he's surrounded himself by. Oh, God, there's, there's there's writers. There's J.C. Darcy, Ashton Duncan. Chris Hopper, there's one, two, three, four, five, six. God, there's there's over ten writers there straight away. See, that's ten like devs, ten developers working on that. I mean, is this is this like a 
is this a genuine like funded properly funded attempt or is this like guys in the basement like going right let's I don't see know. what we I mean, can do they've got their own company it's a spinterverse i'm hoping i presume that they have you know something going on i think on. I, th I think we're going to approach them they, we have to i mean this this alone is is unbelievable um but yeah what did you find yeah so sorry i uh, i i i um i did not have as long to look at this as no that's not true i had the same amount of time and i didn't do as much research so i was looking sure. at this at the top of the show um and i came across this very quickly uh for a um fighter court guard right so i'm playing a fighter at the moment and i i, I was looking through the, the index at the start and i saw fighters so i'll see what sort see what they're presenting <laughs> and basically they they've turned fighters magical yeah. Oh, so they've given a fighter an opportunity to cast the odd spell. So I saw this. It's called Spell Storage, right? And I'm going to... It's probably easier to, to just read it. You yeah. gain the ability to cast a spell given to you by an ally. An ally may store a spell in your mind of a level that is equal to one-third of your fighter level or less. You may choose to cast that spell at any point until you finish a long rest. The spell uses the, the, the slot level, spell save DC, and attack bonus of the original caster but it's like you cast it that's insane <clears throat> yeah so you're piggybacking off your wizard or your druid or whatever it is wow. that you're doing and um you only get one of those per long rest additionally if the attack targeting if the spell attack targeting you sorry once you've stored a spell you cannot store a different one until after you finish the long rest additionally if a spell attack targeting you misses you can use your reaction to deal force damage equal to 1d8 plus your charisma modifier to a target within five feet of you. To do so, you must see the attacker and be wielding a melee weapon. So it's like it's like squeezing magic out of a fighter. Yeah. And I, I can see how that would be really fun, actually, because um, although it, it's different for me at the moment because I am absolutely loving just crashy bashy seeing the high high damage numbers all the time yeah, at the yeah. moment i'm loving it but i can imagine how a fighter might become a little bit one-dimensional and this is a great way to just sidestep that and have a little bit of both just worlds introduce a little bit of magic in there isn't it yeah Perfect. yeah absolutely um so we were going to talk uh, are we were going to announce the winner jim yeah um just quickly before we do that i just want to quickly say that very rarely do you see this in a book as well that you get an adventure, which is brilliant, and there's always a start in adventure, isn't it? It takes you like one to three or one to four, whatever. Yeah. And they've done that, which is, I think, it's fantastic. It's come with maps. Um, but this one, they've actually come up with two adventures. So the first adventure is takes you from level one to four, comes with uh, two or three different maps. Um, it's all, like again, very nature-based, very Feywild-based, really good, comes with a bunch of uh, NPCs, comes with... Um, creature stats it's oh, all nice. amazingly worked out everything you'd expect from like a starter pack yeah it comes with absolutely everything you need and then the second one it comes with another one and it starts from five to eight so it's it, again it's taking you to the next level so if you don't want to just kind of like because you know what we're like very rarely do we finish uh, you know a book we, we we start get to level three and then we we branch off elsewhere yeah into some sort of homebrew nonsense yeah but this one here and it does it it come up with so it's got a first one so you can do that takes you to level four and if you want to carry on the next level is from five to eight and basically it, it takes the advantage and it gives you timings for stuff it gives you timings on how long it should take you it's 
Brilliant. So that's all DM help as well, isn't it? Which is all very well received. Yeah, it's it's very very well cleverly thought out. I yeah, I cannot. Um, we'll recommend it. So we'll, we'll make sure we link the hell out of this on our yeah on our on our what's the name. And I think you can get the PDF versions on like the DMs Guild and, and all all those places. Yeah. Um, RPG drive through. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we got a winner. Do you want to? So uh, yeah, I, I hope I hope I get this right. Now Jamie legitimately pulled this out of the hat. We didn't like pick it um, no. or anything like that. Uh, so the winner of the Feywild Companion uh, PDF format is Nari Quack. I want to say Quack. Is that is that? Will you uh, go yeah, along with that, Jamie? Uh, he's the winner of the Feywild Companion. Yes, yes, I think there. Yeah. And we will get way. we will touch base with him and get that sent over. It's a, is it a dude? It's a, a chick. I think it's a lady. Oh, God. <laughs> Kill me now. Yeah. <laughs> Nari Quack. Well, I only just saw it. I just saw it on the screen there. Yeah, so I literally I'm, just I'm... I just pulled it out of the hat and then... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I should have shown you pictures as well. Oh, God. Oh, that's it. We're being cancelled. That's awkward. That's awkward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Nari, that's on its way to you. I'll touch base with you in a minute. And uh, yeah, we'll get your PDF over to you very, very shortly. Okay, and that leads us very neatly over to Jamie for the starter set, uh, starter set, starter set interview. Okay, thank you, Lawrence, for that lovely introduction. I am here with uh, two guests today of a different podcast. Uh, these guys I've been listening to for a good kind of eighteen months now, especially when we got to lockdown, got back into D and D. These guys, I got into them, and I think they're great. And this is well overdue, this interview. Um, but we've got Ed Sylvester, Sam Bradley from the wonderful show, Starter Set. Welcome, guys. Hello. Hello. And there's that hello. There's the hello. <laughs> That's right. You've got nice. one catchphrase and it's his. Unbelievable. <laughs> you need one. You need yeah, one, Sam. You need mine's one. Mine's just like the ramblings of an idiot. Mine's everything between <laughs> hello and goodbye. It'll be like John Lennon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very good. Brilliant. Yes, so, thanks hey, for having us, guys. It's been yeah. it has been long overdue. I know we've been having conversations sort of left, right, and centre. But hey, the world that we live in doesn't necessarily kill. Uh, it's it's much like actually trying to organise a real life D and D game. <laughs> it really yeah, is. There's your tangent. There's your way in. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Like Good. We are on subject <laughs> straight away. Well, I mean, the first question, quickly, really, is is how are you guys? How you know, especially in this crazy world we're in at the moment, are you guys okay? Are you well and healthy? And you know what? Do you know what? Right. So I haven't been playing Dungeons and Dragons for nearly as long as Ed. So when someone said to me, you can't go outside and there's a way to play Dungeons and Dragons from your desk, I was like, hmm, maybe it is fine. <laughs> I'll probably be all right. Honestly, you know, and I'm not, I'm not trying to downplay, and I, I obviously not trying to downplay the efforts of our amazing emergency services or anyone that's been affected by it. But personally, I mean, I'm kind of all right. Got a cat. He's great. Everything's <laughs> fine. Yeah. Wife, like, it's fine. Going out every <laughs> Tuesday right. afternoon to, to clap towards, like, roll 20. You know, well done. Keeping us, yeah. keeping yeah, us yeah, sane. Exactly. Yeah. I have, you know, I have to say, not to, frozen, but it's all good. Not to, not to get into too much of a COVID discussion, but the first lockdown was pretty much the greatest time of my life, unfortunately. It was just like, it was like being retired. I no, like acres of land to walk around. I know there was very different lockdowns for single mums in high-rise flats, and you have my deepest sympathy. But it just so happened that it didn't feel like that for me. It was it was a wonderful. What you're time. saying is things that don't affect you are just 
infinitely harder to care about. How wonderfully <laughs> selfish of me to say. Yeah. I feel like Brilliant. we set the time for this early. Brilliant. Oh, yeah. no. I'm going to just scrap the questions and let's just all get, have a drink and just touch it, shall we? But ultimately, yes, everything. We're, we're doing it, we're doing it, yeah. It's all going well, having some good times. Um, we actually, we got together for our first real live game because um, me and Sam live in different areas of the country now. Uh, we used to like be in the same city together and then yeah. Uh, Sam decided to actually go to a, a place where things are affordable and I foolishly have stuck around. Um, so, yeah, it took us an age to get sorted out in terms of getting to see each other again. But we, well, basically, I put our crew together, drove up to where Sam lives and um, did an impromptu stag session where um, where we played D&D for an age and then drank whiskey and had a nice time, ultimately. Amazing. God, that sounds amazing. What? So you moved the masses to the singular? Is that what yes. you said? Yeah. Yes, That's exactly. Selfish, yeah. isn't it? It's chronically yeah, it selfish. Is, yeah. If you never listen to our show. <laughs> God, you really are a burden to everyone, Sam. Yeah. Aren't you? you really yeah. are. Sam, you are a D&D tumor. Yes, I am. <laughs> Um, well, I suppose at some point I've got to segue into into the questions that we were going to set. So I, mm. I'm, this this obviously applies to both of you. Um, how how is it that? Yeah, well, we kind of know Sam's story because it's more a little bit more recent. But how did you get into TTRPG and things like that? Uh, so I shall start. Yes. Why not? Let's go for it. So, uh, oh, Ed's journey into tabletop RPGs. So <laughs> cast your minds back, if you will about six years, maybe seven years. And um, the gateway drug was Catan, which um, I'm sure most people would have picked up that board yes. game. It's, it's, it's pretty popular now, right? Um, it, sh it kind of sits almost in the Monopoly area of popularity. It's not all there, but it's just about there. I'm going to reveal my ignorance and say I don't know what that is. Wow, okay, so... <clears throat> Hold on. Ultimately, what we're doing now is actually the first time me and Sam met and did a podcast where he asked me that conversation, and that's what yeah. spawned our podcast. This off is the back what's of happening it. right now, isn't it? Yeah. We're interfacing so, you and I, Ed, right now. We're interfacing. You realize that, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, Catan is a board game of German design. Um, it's typically referred to as a standard Euro game. Um, and ultimately, it's a worker placement game, and then there's trading involved with it, right? Nice, easy, um, hex-based stuff, really straightforward, um, but it's got that kind of element where, um, you know how in diplomacy, diplomacy is actually a relatively simple game, yeah. but the the conversations that you have around it are the thing that makes the game good. Yeah. That's okay. the same thing for Catan. Um, so me and some housemates bought that, and we used to play that till like 3 a.m. in my uni days. Um, then I used to start doing this thing where I would basically purchase myself a board game once every month with paydays, that sort of thing, go around That's there. So cool. Yeah, exactly. It was my monthly like thing. And I was working like minimum wage job at that point. So it got to one iteration of that. And I'm like, right, I am skint, but I want to pick myself up something nice. And it turns out that the fifth edition starter set box is the cheapest or was yeah. the cheapest thing on the shelf. Yeah. And I just went, all right. Ah, oh, in life as in art. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I picked up that box and we played through the starter set, um, which is obviously the name that inspired the podcast. And that's yeah. that's how, you know, 
It's all circular, baby. It all comes back round again. And that's basically <laughs> how wizards do it, isn't it? They give you the cheap thing first. Yeah, this one's then, free. And then that's yeah, it. exactly. I've, I've sold a kidney so far. Yep, a hundred percent. You're also describing how like heroin dealers operate. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's like this, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then have a look back since, basically. So then I meet Sam like a few years later. We start doing a similar job together. And I'm, I'm working at my desk, and I'm a little bit out there in our in our office space, and I'm a bit of a weirdo, uh, or considered a bit of a weirdo. And then Sam sits behind me and starts responding well to weirdness. And I think we both. <laughs> and had... suddenly you're not the weird one anymore. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's like like uh, Patch Adams. I think he's how he's trying to paint it. He just had this attitude they couldn't put him in a box, man. And luckily, the guy that also can't be put in boxes for legal reasons. Um, <laughs> sat behind him and I'd always thought <clears throat> always sort of heard of D&D Dungeons and Dragons as like a like a shorthand for like a sort of nerdy game yeah really and I've always sort of wondered because obviously I'd seen the community episode episodes where they play it and um you know was familiar with the kind of what I thought it was but didn't really know and um I met this wonderful human being who not only said, oh, I'll teach you how to play, but invited me into his existing circle of friends and taught me how to play and talk characters. And then I had a podcast at the time, which I don't have anymore. And I thought, oh, do you, you want to come on and talk about it? Because I think people would, there was another guy that would come on and talk about the similar sort of thing. And I was like, oh, well, maybe this could be a niche that I could exploit for monetary gain. And um, <laughs> after like, after Not for the love. That, Not for the love. Well, do you know what I mean? Um, no, and after we did it, I was so infected by the enthusiasm, and Ed was so open to like teach everything. Like he sat there one day and said, <clears throat> "Okay, we're going to build a character, but I'm going to help you build it in a way where you don't need to know anything about the game. What do you like to do? Yeah. How would you like to play? Da, 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 da. Yeah. What figures from pop culture do you like?" And um, we built this character, and he said, "Right, well, come on, come on, every Wednesday you can come play with my friends." And I was like. And then it really got away with me, and now we're like three and a half years down the line. We somewhere in the midst of that, we sort of said, "I think you being a bit of an you being me, being a bit of a newbie, and Ed being the sort of the expert very much, that would make for a good dynamic on a yeah. show." You know, yeah. the Doctor Who always needs the person to explain to because they're explaining to the audience. So yeah. that, I was I was very much Ed's Rose Tyler in that. I just that I just want to I just want to jump nice. in for a second and say yeah. something that possibly the elephant in the room that nobody wants to say. Yeah. Our podcasts are dead similar. Yeah. Is there dead is similar. Yeah. I'm the idiot. Nice. And and so Sam. Isn't it liberating? And then you got the talent. Isn't it liberating? Yeah, yeah, it's wonderful. It's so liberating being the, the lovable uh, you know, muck up. Boop. If you know what yeah, I'm trying exactly. to say. Yeah. You go in, you attach yourself to him. <clears throat> And then everywhere you go, I'm like a bat. I'm like Yoda when Luke's running on Dagobah, and Yoda's like, "Go that way," and he's like, "Oh yes, I wise one." But it's hit, hit, hit. All the power is with Ed. Well, actually, the great part of that is ultimately, and this is this is how I bring you back and, and and raise you back up to another level where you guys become the heroes. Is actually you're both Luke Skywalker's in that situation because you're experiencing the world for the first time. Yeah. And yeah, there you go. Well, what a wonderful compliment. I'm taking it. And I'm, I'm taking yeah, it. Yeah. You could have had 100%. that same moment that me and Lawrence had then when you, you could have had that kind of stepmother, step, stepmother, stepbrother moment where you turned around and said, oh, are we best friends now? I was like, yeah. <laughs> this is the thing. It's now so got away from me. Like yeah. the, other, the first time I met him, he was 
<laughs> the first time we properly connected was right. You know the, the uh, Grandmaster Flash song, White Lines, and it goes da dum da dum da dum da dum bass. Bass. What? Yeah. And Ed, there was like, ah, oh, get high, don't ever wound down, free bass. And he just went free bass. And I was like, this guy is my kind of weird. And then like, he was best man at my wedding. That's how it happens. Man, you guys really took off quick. Yeah, that's how it happens. Yeah. Mm. You know, one minute me and Lawrence were walking dogs. Next thing we're in the garage doing kung fu with melons. It happens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's how these sort of things happen. So you've kind of semi kind of answered our question with that one. Because I was going to come in and say like, how did you guys meet? And you've answered that. But what made you decide to do the podcast then? What made you think, right let's let's put our weirdness out there yeah so uh, i think there's a, a again it's it's the melding of the mind so my thing has always been my per like you know you know how you have this is going to get a bit uh, a bit iffy at the moment, <laughs> so okay. i have to bear with sorry no, that's the first one <laughs> yeah apologies <laughs> can't believe it wasn't me that's coming this off the commission yeah exactly this uh. is going to get a bit like uh, out there so you'll have to bear with me but my personal branding is like okay yes we have these um have this and obviously we're seeing this more and more in culture and all that sort of thing but we have this nerd culture which typically is portrayed as like guys in basements overweight don't wash all that sort of stuff and we've had that historical thing associated with it yeah and i've always been like no like like i like i know that i can talk to people and i know that you know they there's people out there as well who are also part of the brand who are you know you've got joe maganello who is just like yeah he's the... bringing us up isn't he yeah oh. exactly so he's like the dentist person in the entire world kind of thing yeah and then it's always been about bringing that nerdiness and that culture and going there's nothing wrong with with being enthusiastic about this thing if you're enthusiastic about this thing as well yeah. you know it's the same mm -hmm. thing it's the guys who can get together and talk about point conversion of like right wing uh rugby players i don't know anything about sports um <laughs> i'd probably be told from that point and talk about that sort of stuff for like two hours for me that's the same like level of weirdness or out there but if somebody talks for something with enough passion then you see that and it becomes an attractive trait it comes then, through exactly so i was speaking to sam and like sam you've got history of being like a stand-up comedian and like having this charismatic element to himself and we <laughs> and it and it was that moment of like yeah like this guy can can take that brand forwards and still be part of that and be that force for like positive change that we see happening within all nerd culture now anyway like it's it's you know marvel have done a fantastic thing of, of yeah. making that like new and comics are cool and all that sort of stuff um yeah, so it's... And people are swarming into 5e. 5e is the biggest D&D ever, edition ever, isn't it? 100%. It is absolutely nice, bursting at the seams. Like, Yeah. What's nice is that it's it doesn't seem, <clears throat> as with a lot of stuff, because it's let, let's be honest, it's come up on the back of a couple of things. It's come up on the back of a couple of community episodes, yeah. Stranger Big Things, Big a bang. few, yeah, Bing Bang, Big Bang Theory, a, a few sort of video games, you know, your Skyrims and your Oblivions, talking generationally yeah, speaking. Yeah. Um, and it's not, I, th I still think it's it's obscure enough in terms of getting your head around every little thing that it's regained some kind of, it, it's retained, I should say, some sort of purity. It still needs the explainers, yeah. and I think, I think like to, to jump off what Ed said, yeah, I mean it's not, it has never been cooler, 
cooler to be on cool, is it? Whatever, yeah, because we're, we're always that pitched means. as like the guy in the, the guy in the in, in your mum's basement who smells like a vet's flannel. Like, do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's always we're always pitched that way. And and, and yeah, I say you know we what? is when when the world goes up, he's the guy you want to bunk with. You don't want the cool kids die first. Yeah, always, <laughs> always, man. I mean, hey, man, do you want to come down by the lake? No, because that's where the serial killer lives. I'm going to hang out with Steve because he's got 14 types of dice and knows how to kill a zombie. <laughs> These are the ends of days. Fucking yeah. Jared isn't yeah. storing water. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't got a rotating log pile to keep it dry. Okay. Jared, that's my cool guy name. Yeah, it's a weird cool guy name. <laughs> I, like I think he's from uh, Neighbours or Home away possibly yeah yeah he, he has one of those dogs and he's like i can't do it and the dog jumps in the back of the truck or whatever <laughs> <laughs> um so okay well that that kind of takes us in because you guys did a little soundbite for us asking us a question when we reached out to the twitterverse about um what it was that you or what that was that we actually would expect from uh 6e or 5.5 however you want to pitch it mm. whatever you think they're going to do next and uh, we said that we would justify that with a little bit more time and put kind of make a whole show of it. So this is kind of that show. So <laughs> what is it that you guys would see or would want to see, however you want to frame it, from 6E? I think, yeah. first you of all... Sam. Thanks, boss. Um, I think, <laughs> first of all... Yoda's on the back He's got again. the all clear there. Go, go ahead. First. Yeah. Don't worry, honey. I got it. Yeah, okay. Um... <laughs> No, I think one of the things that astounds me, which to go first, there's two big bugbears I have with it, and one of them is the clue is in the name. I think if you read the player's handbook and you look at how people play the game from about their first, first month in, let's say they've had a session a week, right? The introductionary period, you get thrown in quite deep with a lot of stuff. You yeah. see a lot of stuff in the world. The player's handbook doesn't represent this. Okay, there's 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 a mere cursory glance over multi-classing, which is becoming more and more of a thing, and makes the game more customizable. I know Tashes has kind of changed the game with that a little bit. I think, first of all, the player's handbook doesn't represent what you want to do with the game after about two months. Because there's no monstrous races yeah. other than like tieflings and stuff like that, <clears throat> really. Um Half orcs aren't a monstrous race, even though the player's handbook kind of intimates that they are, and that's kind of problematic for reasons we're all kind of okay with. Um, I would have a player's handbook that better represents the game now and not just a jump off period as to hey, if you want to get your head wider, get ready to buy more stuff, mm, get ready to yeah. spend another yeah. 90 quid's worth of on books. If we've, if we've got the hook in, let's waggle it out to the tune of 120 quid. That becomes a Hasbro. That becomes a Hasbro thing then, and we've been touching on that a bit recently, haven't we? That like, it like you bought the starter set for 15 quid, but strap in, man. That ain't the end of it, is it? Mm-mm. Yeah, it's like like it's it's ridiculous. I looked at all the books. I mean, I've been playing properly, mainly DMing, playing a bit more recently for three and a bit years. I've got like 400 quid's worth of books. <laughs> Yeah, in yeah. my office for yeah. like this one thing and some of them I check twice you know someone, someone will say you know like where's the, the hermit background or how many sub races of something are there let me check the one book that oh, I yeah. consult you know it's kind of a, I mean it's a fantastic business model but it's kind of weird if you look at 
how diverse everything is as opposed to what you get in the what should be the hey welcome welcome to the game yeah yeah it's a bit the, the pricing thing's a bit aggressive we, we've been saying the, the hasbro thing it's a yeah, bit yeah. aggressive in it it's, it's, yeah, it's no, mm. no difference from you know you know buying skyrim and then realizing there's four dlcs that you've got to buy on top of it to go and build a house you should just yeah exactly you yeah. should be able to sit down with D with one book that costs like 40 quid and be able to kind of dm and kind of play there shouldn't be that initial choice yeah, okay. to have the that's what guy Gag wanted initially isn't it i mean that is he wanted pen and paper stuff didn't he that was mm -hmm. it you know yeah, thin man yeah just have it and I, I get why they don't do that because i get why that business model is no longer appropriate for a company yeah. like that no that's true you it's know true. There's, not... there's so much other stuff out there but i think like yeah i don't think it's weak sourcing it to give people an easier some people don't like playing some people really like dming but everyone's told the player's handbook's where you got to start man yeah yeah yeah, yeah that is true yeah no that it does definitely true it, that's that's a, that's a good call it, it's more yeah. it's more of a gripe i suppose and and it's like it's what you would want them to fix yeah coming into into 6e is that is that, is that, is that what you're saying yeah, we. I mean, we won't see a six E. Not for not for a while. What no, we will see, what be, we already are seeing, is a five point five. Tasha's yeah. is five point five to all intents and purposes. You look at what they've done with character building. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Because that's yeah. Because like obviously, because you asked us the question, that was my my thing. No, you said character building. That was always my thing with it. Was that I remember going through? I think when I went to college, it was three three point five, and then. I, got, I, I played four, didn't like it, and then I've revisited it now. I'm back into to five. But I've had the same character. I've had, well, I've got new, new characters now, but back then I had a half-orc. Uh, I think he was a barbarian to start off with. His name was Dunfrig. I've taken him through Skyrim. I've taken him through World of Warcraft. I've, anything that I could do a half-orc on, I've taken him through it, and he's done it. And I got to 5e, and I remember writing my background story on him. Mm remembering what he was like in university and he was level you know 14 15 absolute animal of this you know this kind of tank character and was dishing out you know damage for fun so i kind of wrote this whole kind of thing i changed his class to a paladin because i wanted to play around with paladins but i wrote it as him and we went into our first ever kind of dungeon and i'm laying there on the floor bleeding out because i, I stepped on a rat and i'm thinking Hang on a minute. Like, how can you write backstory guess, yeah. and have be, be be this barbarian or paladin or fighter when you can't even like fight a rat? A rat could kill you. So I've always wanted mm. to know if if there was scope. Or it might be a game out there, but I would like to see different kind of classes for levels one and two, three. So you're not you're not a bard already. You're not a fighter. You're, yeah. you're, you're a wizard's hand, or, or you're like, you know, you're the guy that leads you're the a tough oh, farm you. laborer. Like a knight's, That's interesting. A knight's yeah. hand, or, a, or you're uh, an apprentice wizard, or yeah. you're, and, and you just get basic stuff, and you're working towards that level three, and that's when you become your, your bits and pieces. Because I just. That think, is the jump off level, isn't it? Because yeah. everyone says there's either two places you start in a campaign. You're either level one, and everyone kind of goes, well, I can't have a cool backstory if I'm level one because I haven't no. done anything. Yeah, to exactly. Like, yeah. Or I'm level three, and you kind of get a bit of yeah. room to, yeah. to kind of have a bit more artistic license with what you do. Yeah, and the subclasses then obviously lean more into that artistic license, and it, it. and it. And it 
the good thing is the subclasses then bring in the I think what I mean what you're describing there uh, Jay is like you're you're describing the first part of your leveling yeah going up to the subclass and actually people just want to get to the subclass piece so make that first mm. one to three yes you are that class but just make that one to three something yeah. else and then when you hit the subclass you piece idea, that's when you start yeah, going of course you do you have an idea of what you want to be yeah but, some sort of apprenticeship yeah yeah You're, yeah, yeah. But that's, yeah. That's, how, that's what I would like to see. I would like to see a bit more emphasis on, you know, if you if you want to be a fighter, levels one and two, you know, you, you, you're a farmhand or a village person, Just to, but it, it's level three is your defining moment of something awesome happening, and then you're off you go, you know. That's how I would Yeah, like because there's a certain, there is a certain <clears throat> charm to being Clark Kent or Peter Parker. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. If, you, why if you want to get sells. really technical... Exactly, and I think if you want to get really technical, like your your man that was in the dungeon, and he trips on a rat and then he died. I think I'm one of those freaks that will that will skirt the idea and say, well, we shouldn't really have a D20, should we? We should have three three D sevens or sixes or something. Yeah. To get a true a, a bell bell curve of you know. Yeah, because D20 is quite linear, isn't it? D20 is quite yeah. Mm -hmm. I I know it's not yes or no. It's there's there's twenty yes. You know, it's not binary, but <laughs> no. like yeah, I, I I know exactly what you're driving. And then Warhammer, uh, the RPG Warhammer, they do a little bit more like that. It's more like a a pot. Uh, of chance and you increase the pot of chance or you decrease the pot of chance depending on what the dm says and, and that that kind of works well yeah. um but actually ed yeah. what 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 were you looking for mate what were you looking for from 6e or 5.5 uh two things number okay. one um <laughs> so <clears throat> split out and and this is this is coming so split out your um your conversational and your social interaction and how that mechanically works and this is obviously making the game a little bit more intense so this might be why they haven't gone down that line okay but split that out and then split out combat because that really what we're playing is two games in one because the game when you go into combat is a very different game as the game that you have when you're having conversations with people so what i would look at and the way I, i'd want to run that is i would steal um mechanics or, or dice mechanics from rpgs like the uh, the fancy flights star wars rpg okay um it's a you're, you're making your dice pools and then you're rolling those now obviously you're going but ed that's more dice people can't afford that sort of thing it's fine it's like seven quid for some more dice i'm sure and it's, yes if you you're spend... not committed enough if you can find seven quid for a pack of fags man you can find seven quid for a pack of dice <laughs> yeah exactly exactly but this is the thing is is <laughs> not you know... if you want to be cool kids <laughs> yeah we say that we say that like yeah Cigarette seven pounds dice. for seven pounds for dice is fine but then i've also i'm so aware that i've got like a i've got a gem set of dice that my wife got me for my 30th um that are like 60 quid and and another set that my team got me that i think were like 120 quid so sweet baby Jesus. Yeah, they're they're, 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 they're they rolling are. them. They're made out of bald eagle feathers and children's <laughs> tears. <laughs> Blood they're, diamonds. They're proper gorgeous. Don't get me wrong. Um, yeah, so nice. so am I am I asking for more punishment by wanting that? I don't know. But but that's what I'd like to see. I'd like to see actually, and and that then also splits out your social classes slightly differently. So people like your mastermind rogue and your um, most of your bards then become and they sit in a different place when you're yeah. actually playing so that because i don't know about you guys but sometimes you have players who are 
they they are a charisma user, a charisma caster user, whatever. They've got a high charisma stat, but they themselves aren't necessarily a charismatic individual or or somebody who feels confident enough to step up um, because maybe it's the first time playing and go, I've got this, guys. I've got a plan. Sit back and I've got this. Yeah. Because especially when you're at a table and you need to make your presence known, there are usually strong characters in a crew that work together and it takes, you know, a few months for you to iron out those kinks and everybody has to settle into each of those areas. So what I think it will encourage doing that mechanic switch is here's a mechanical element that those who aren't necessarily the most um, confident in either the rules or in where they sit in that social environment, it gives them a back leg to fall upon that isn't roll the d20. It's going, I can physically see that I have six more dice that I roll when I'm having conversations than these guys over here that don't. Right, yeah, I yeah. see what you mean. Almost like, I think I went to the shop the other day, I seen it, I don't know why I bought it, but I bought a D30. I don't know how I need it, I just need I saw it. <laughs> but like, I, I'm, I'm... I like not, it. But like, like you say, it could be that for my bard, if I've got something proficient in charisma, I roll that instead of the 20, because mm-hmm. I've just got that little bit more. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. I love to think that you bought that dice and then you, you would question it and you look around and the shop wasn't even there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I picked it up and a boulder started coming at me, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Run. I think um, so that's so number one. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. Yeah. There, there was two. There yeah. is two. Number two. Well. two. Number two. Um, so this is, uh, this is the, this is the statement that I see all the time. I can't kill my player characters because they've got a hundred hit points and by the time they start going down the clerics already started doing some things or the ability to regain hit points is there so uh, and to be fair you can just homebrew this now if you wanted to but just stop hit point progression just pause it at level 10 okay you you get all your feats you get all your buffs and everything like that but because ultimately an arrow in the chest is gonna spoil most people's days yeah (laughs) Yeah, I just thought of one. Sorry, <laughs> something's just falling into my head. Gonna have to get in line, Sam. Okay, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of people with a lot on their chest that they want to get oh. off. Okay, bud. So it's mainly the end of the therapy session. I don't think so. It's mainly <laughs> arrows. It's mainly arrows in the chests. Um, so <laughs> yeah, so you're on level ten. You're 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 pushing demigod, aren't you? Yeah, and maybe maybe even stop it at five. Because then it's really risky. Then, because then, then the risk reward element of actually coming in and playing and the, and theoretically getting completely taken out is real poss- is really possible. Mm. Which adds to the feel. It adds to the flavour, doesn't it? We, me and Jamie have played in games before, and we're like, I'm not going to die here. <laughs> it's like, are we going to talk to this guy? Or are we going to engage him? It's like, I'm going to chop his head off. I'm not going to talk to him. I'm going to chop his head off because I yeah. know I'm not going to die. And then the flavour's gone. Kind of thing like the Fallout thing. <clears throat> One of my problems is that I can do exactly as much on one hit point as I can on 101 hit points. Yeah. So there needs to, like you just said, there needs to be consequences for your actions. If you yeah. if you bowl in, yeah, you're not going to die, but you're going to get your leg messed up. And you're you're going to have half walking speed. Yeah. You're going to feel you're going to feel injured because you don't at the minute. We that um... that. That were, sorry, sorry, James, go no, ahead. No, 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 no. You may be doing the same thing. But I purchased this book and uh, not so long ago. It's called Roll and Play. I don't know if you've seen it on Twitter yeah. or Facebook. And I bought it just because I had some spare money. Um, <laughs> once. 
that's a luxury see, guy. <laughs> yeah, the wife didn't see them, my, my wallet that day. So I, I bought I bought this book and it was full of tables. And you know what? There was a few tables in there which I liked and it was lasting injuries, wasn't it? Mm. And it was like, you know, if something happened to you and you uh, obviously zero hit points and you went down, when you get, you know, say you, you come out of that with your death saving throw, roll off this table and it could be like a lasting injury and it could be like like you say something you you you, you took a, an injury to the leg so you minus five mm. feet walking which i thought was a really good idea and then there was another one if you went fully dead and then you were resurrected by you know druid or whatever and off you went it was like this outer world um uh, uh what I'm trying to say, what's the word I'm trying to say? It was, but basically, you, you might have like this shadow that follows you around because you've gone over to the other side. And it was such a great oh, idea. Cool. And we've introduced it to one of our games. We use this book a lot and it, it really messes with us up kind of both ends. But um, mm. yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, that's I really like that idea. Just, I, I mean, I like the I like the idea that that there are tables out there for that kind of thing and that, that 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 kind of stuff can you know why are you trying to find the wizard oh because we didn't think of the situation fell through a ceiling and now everyone's limping <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah i there definitely feels like there needs to be more consequences even get into the stage um over the last few months because obviously i'm i'm going up as i'm going up the levels this is the first time i'm going up to like you know eights and nines and all the rest of it and we are starting to feel a little bit overpowered already you know, mm -hmm. we, we are starting to feel like we're not going to lose. It's and if you're in a crew, yeah. if you're in a crew, if you're rolling like six deep and you're all level eight, like yeah. your DM's going to have to come correct. So you're just going to be like, yeah, well, all right, we'll, we'll sort it. Yeah, yeah, we've had a fight. We've yeah. got spells left. We can still deal with that, this. <clears throat> that yeah. is the thing that I always caveat that statement with is like, yeah, if you are plowing through things and you're a DM and you're going like, I can't kill my players, just try harder. Ultimately, pick up a bigger stick and slap them harder with it. It's yeah, fine. We, we, we had mm. this discussion on, on one of our podcasts. We, I think we did like a DM tips one. And I said, like, if, if, if everyone's becoming a bit too hard for me and they're beating all my wolves, well, I introduce mm. them to an elder wolf. You know, I, I just add a name to it. Yeah. Just add a name. Just... It's, it's the great wolf now or the elder wolf or the white <laughs> wizard wolf or, or whatever it is. But it's going to be, and they can't see how much HP it's got, but it's got a lot more now. <laughs> yeah. I don't like how there's more consequence playing Monopoly. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Monopoly losses are dark. Yeah, they but, hurt. Like, you know, and you know, oh, you mean I can't play? No, and I'm going to take all this and destroy all my other friends. But with D&D, it's like, don't worry, I've got a character in the back. It's all good. This guy is, like you say, you know, I'm level eight, level nine, I've got 120 hit points. I'm you good. know, probably yeah. going to be all right, let's be honest. And even if I do die, in a part, an average-sized party, you're going to have one or two people that know Revivify or, yeah. you know, Greater Healing Word, something like that. Yeah, mm -hmm. there needs to be consequences for being good at the game. Like, that's life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it, it goes without saying that the flavour of the game comes from, like, the, the, the sweet spot seemed to be about, like, 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 um, like Ed said, like, about level five you know it's about right it felt yeah. about right at level five you know it's enough mm. hit points to be taken off someone like you know level five that's one of my favorite kind of levels you're, you're, you're still not good enough but you're good enough to kind of handle yourself um it was quite funny we, we talk about this kind of because when we play with the kids and we've, we've i was done, about to ask that we yeah because I, I i was thinking like obviously because you guys have kids and you play with your kids yeah and like 
when you're when you're um, adults and you're playing this game or, or teens or whatever and you, yeah. you want a bit of consequence and you want a bit of grit that side of things you actually do want to feel fear and danger and mm. all that kind of things but with you guys i imagine it's it's how's yeah. that how's that all look for well, you because surely you want to make it in like yeah what palatable for the right audience yeah like, exactly interviewers become the interviewee right so we yeah. um, we've uh, <laughs> no what we've done or what i tend to do when i'm dming them is like yeah i just turn it down a little bit they still have to think and they still have to kind of you know there's sometimes they, they come up against something that's got you know four or five kind of rounds before it actually does die but ultimately we just want them to play we want them to role play we want them to figure out traps we want to figure out this and social interaction and when we get that we're just of, hooking them we're just getting them in mm-hmm. you know? yeah, yeah, although you did say. make my daughter cry <laughs> but yeah that was what i was getting to so when i, I wasn't there so I, oh. yeah I, it was my turn to babysit <laughs> oh so I said, guys, I've got this adventure. I've got this one shot. Do you want to, do you want to play it? So my, my eldest and it's his eldest. And we played this game. And it was a mind flayer kind of game. And they woke up. They, they worked out the trap. They went into this gladiator arena. And I just kept throwing monsters at them. So the higher the 100, the higher the monster. Yeah. So they were kind of throwing kind of 30s, 40s, which their characters were just like, yeah, easy, easy. Yestin just whipped out a 98 or something. I was like, this dragon. <laughs> and, it, and it was, the best way to describe it was it had two moves. It went bang, bang. And they were both dead. And I was, I was going to go, all right, guys, should we have a quick break there? But, like, she started crying. And I was like, oh, God, I'm like, what have yeah. I done here? But then, then, then. And you were like, that's yeah, when the adventure started. For the week. Yeah. You, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, but sorry. I, I said, now, now you wake up in a room, blah, blah, blah. Then that's when the kind of adventure started. But it was nice to see that they cared. That was actually quite a nice moment as a DM and as a dad that they actually really cared about their characters and they've built their mm-hmm. characters up and, and i uh, like that you instantly were able to turn that heartfelt moment into a harsh lesson if you care too <laughs> yeah. much if you love too much the thing you touch you yeah. will get burned okay as, as welcome I was to saying the world this. all right yeah. the harder you grab your loved one's hand the easier they can pull you on the water yeah. and, and as i was saying it i was puffing on my pipe and i was giving them a good life yeah. lesson you know and we've all learned something cry your dad's not here your dad won't always be here cry don't love anything that's the lesson mm-hmm. love you is need for to the shut week. yourself off you want to put doors and walls up as far as the eye can see okay so then, then layers, i stood up and i grabbed the character sheet and i just mm-hmm. tore it up and said we don't need yeah. this anymore God doesn't shut a door without opening a window, but sometimes he does both or neither. And you don't know until you're walking into one. Now get yeah. out, your dad's picking you up at five. Get Happy out. Wednesday. Go and sit in the hall, metagaming, and not allowed to be in it now you're dead. <laughs> That's that exactly is my kind happened. of DM right there. Exactly what happened. Right, listen. Click, who's next? <laughs> Brilliant. So when we get guests on, when we get guests on, we ask them a couple of things to bring to the to the show. And what we're doing recently is we're asking them to homebrew a starter set, could be one each or, or just one, a starter set magical item for our little fantasy shop online. Mm. What have you got for us? Well, th- do you know what? This actually this aligns really nicely with some of the stuff that we do. So part of the, um, we have a bonus show that we do for our patrons and all that sort of stuff. Um, Patreon.com forward slash starter set. 
got that in there. Get it in there. The <laughs> Before we even let him loose to say this is your time to plug, he got yeah, it in exactly, there. Exactly, exactly. Um, brand integration. So part part of that show is we actually make a, we make magic items at the back end of it and then release it to the patrons as well. Um, so we're just going to, we've got one that we, we actually really enjoy that we made up last time we were playing. So we're just going to use that one. Um, Sam... Excellent. Sam is obviously the wordsmith, uh, the storyteller. So if you want to take us through what it mm. theoretically does, and then I'll give you the actual, like... Mechanics. Yeah, the mechanics. Go for it. I mean, this this is kind of how it does work. I blither on, I say, hey, wouldn't it be cool if you could do something? And Ed goes, I mean, it would be if you understood the game. <laughs> um, Might be nice. So what we've got is a... Um, it's basically like a mirror that... As you look into it, it takes something of you into it and changes kind of the way that you play the game, essentially. Okay. okay. Um, so what it does is it essentially steals your face and your character can uh, can knock about, but you now only see from the point of view of the mirror. Now, this could be great if you accidentally look into it. It's like, oh, no. Someone can, like, sellotape it to the front of your head. Or... You can like, use it on an enemy, and you can if, if there's the ghoul, and he's like, you'll never find the key, and you're like, oh, you look so pretty, and he's like, what? And you steal his face, and he's like, well, yeah. we own you now, so you're going to tell us where everything is, or you know, you'll never scratch <laughs> your knees. And his kind of like soul lives in the mm -hmm. mirror, then. No, uh, so yeah. so it it it's not his soul. It's just imagine that you you take your entire face, and it's Teletubbies. Right. Let's break it right back. It's Teletubbies. Lovecraftian so, so, Teletubbies. Lovecraftian Teletubbies. You take your face and it's just in a picture frame. So, And you can see and you can talk through the picture frame and all that sort of stuff, but it's just placed over there. And, and, this, you can, and your face, your real face is just a blank. Blank. Right? Mm -hmm. So oh that's freaking that's weird. Yeah. Um, so so here's, here's the mechanical chunk of it. Um, wow. I think we called it the nickel frame. After Nickelback's look at this photograph. He does that. <laughs> look at this photograph. <laughs> like so, your favourite meme from ten years ago. Yeah. Remember so, that? Yeah. Topical if, kid. If you sing that song while doing it, do you Stay get advantage or something? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> um, so yeah, so as an action, uh, target within range and with it and with the ability to see, so things like um, things which have uh, blind sense and all that sort of stuff doesn't necessarily affect. Um, they must make a wisdom save against your spell save DC. Um, so it's all caster, it's not caster specific. Any caster can use this, which is quite nice. And then on a failure, their face is removed from their head and it's trapped within the nickel frame for 24 hours. Wow. On a failure? Yeah. So, yeah. so you've wow. got one shot and then done. Um, and then it's just stuck there for 24 hours. It returns after the 24 hours. Um, so, for all intensive purposes, the frame is now the target's face. Talking, breathing, smelling, anything that your face does, it originates from that frame. You can, if you wish, choose to automatically fail the save to put your face in there. Um, so, I'm thinking like under, under, underwater adventures, this is weirdly useful. Because you can hold it above the water? Yeah, like exactly. Trunk, like a trunk for your face. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like a diesel, like a diesel exhaust, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a hundred percent. And then this is the key part: the frame is not an extra-dimensional space. So if you chuck it into a bag of holding or a portable hole, it doesn't create that singularity. Um, yeah, right, effect. right, right, right. And then and implode then. Yeah, or exactly. 
in this it, case. Or doesn't, yeah. 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 Wow. So that's, um, that's, that's that. That's really the nickel dark. frame. That makes me think uh, you guys are odd. I'm judging you. I don't Good. like it. Uh, it's upsetting. No, I love Good. it. We want that. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So that's so what I'm going to do th- on the kids and make them cry again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, what do you well, mean what... I can't see, Daddy? It doesn't it doesn't matter. You know the rules. You knew the rules coming in. <laughs> and that's how we play. Boys, that is another an life lesson. Yeah, that, that's I, I love it. I actually love it. I think it's well thought out. Not nobody else has had done the mechanics for us either. That's actually thought out. That's good. I like it. Oh, very good. Oh, well, there we go. Yeah. Some some modicum of professionalism from us. That's yeah. quite good. Yes. yes. Yeah. Wow. Now these are the sort of guests we've been working towards. You know what I mean? We're <laughs> cresting. I think they call it. Wow. You know what I mean? Take take that, Terry Pratchett's oh. daughter. Bloody hell. <laughs> Um, and then obviously the second part of the end of our, our conversation with everyone is the dream D&D table. Now, uh, I, w- I should warn you, okay, that last week, oh, uh, which hasn't been released yet, it hasn't been released, was my favorite ever. So okay. no pressure, but pressure. <laughs> All right. So just, okay. I w- so this is like... Do you want to do a couple each? Yeah, this is if if we were having dinner with sort of guests, but we're playing D and D with, right? That's absolutely. Yeah, however you want to pitch it. Because a couple of people well, said they're going to pick a DM, so it's up to you if you want to pick a DM and you play or your DM. In, it's totally up to you. I, I tell you what, oh, Ed to DM. I want Ed to DM. Ed's a great right. DM. Uh, I'll DM. Sammy, you're a player already. I hope. Well, I'm not. I'm not doing the catering. Yeah, I'm playing. Well, <laughs> you've got to get an invite. You can do the drinks. Oh, I don't know. I didn't know whether you it? wanted to do your You're own table. To your birthday party in front of me. <laughs> I, don't I didn't think know really whether you wanted your own table. It's all right. That's fine. Um, cool. Okay, so I'm DMing. I'll I'll tell you what. I'll choose as the DM. I'll choose one person, and you can get two. Sam, how about that? Love it. Yeah. Uh, are these people alive? They can be whatever you want. Oh my gosh. Right. Well, I'll take. If that's the case. Then I would like Gary Oldman. Oh, oh, good. Okay, Ooh. but Gary Oldman playing Dracula specifically. Oh, okay, so he arrives and he's 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 Dracula. Yeah, and he's just chilling out. He's like, "I'm Prince Vlad. What's up? Uh, I hear we're here to play some D and D." Yeah, and then <laughs> so he's he's signs. he's like yeah. sub sub playing the game almost. Yeah, yeah, he turns exactly. Up wearing the robe just because yeah. you want him to because it's your party well so he doesn't he doesn't think he's gary oldman there's no part of him that's going i am gary oldman like it right i want dracula played by gary oldman at the table i think oldman alderman play yeah. at the table good that'd be good i think Love that'd be it. quite a fun one yeah so there's me gary oldman <laughs> who thinks he's a vampire <laughs> Um, it doesn't think he knows he's a vampire. He knows. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Sorry, not to break. And if you call process. him Gary, he, he'll leave. Yeah, it's Vlad. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. it's kind of like it's yeah, it's like uh, a reverse Candyman. If you say his name, he just <laughs> he vanishes. <laughs> cloud of bats. You're like, oh no, I was wrong all along. Come back, Gary. Oh no, I've done it again. Those bats become smaller bats. Um, <laughs> I think. Um, all right, my first one is I would love to play Dungeons and Dragons with my wife. Um, because we <clears throat> we played a uh, one-on-one campaign and I made her a character and I dropped her into a city that I've created for my uh, game. It's all homebrew. And um, 
I let her run around um, in that world and play. And she really took to it, and she'd never played before. So I'd love to have me, um, my What's wife. What's your wife's name? Imogen is my wife's name. Yeah. Um, and uh, she's great. And so <clears throat> it would be me, Imogen, Gary Oldman, the vampire, and I've really got to knock this out of the park now, haven't I? I've really got to bring someone to, to marry these quite disparate figures. Um, Dave Chappelle? He strikes me as the kind of guy okay. who'd be open enough to do it, and he would take it, he would read the room and see how seriously it's taken, and I feel like yeah, I mean, and I'd, I'd want to hang out with him. Yeah, and if, if you've I got a Dracula like... there, you need, the, you need the comedy element, do you? Yeah, exactly. I think we've... Can I get one more? You, oh, absolutely, more yeah. Because I think there's four. So it's me, Imogen, Gary Oldman, the vampire, Dave Chappelle, Ed. Let's flick your little black book. <laughs> oh, um, okay. Then I will... Ooh, I will have... Oh, this is great, actually. I love this question. Something weird. There's no Something... rush. Take your time. Don't yeah, get this yeah, yeah. right. Get this Jesus. right. Jesus. Jesus. Do Jesus. Jesus. No, I don't want Jesus. Um, could I have... Oh. From the 90s TV series... <gasps> Great start. Um, could I have... I think I'd like Dr. Connors from Spider-Man. <laughs> Dr. Connors? Yeah. What? I think it would just be really weird. I'm, I'm re-watching that on, on Disney Plus at the moment. And he has to deal with... And he plays a barbarian player. He, mm -hmm. he plays a barbarian and he has to deal with the lizard transformations as well. Yeah. So, like, every time he's like, I like to rage. And then he's like, oh, my God, I'm lizarding. And he, like... Yeah. And then Gary Oldman's obviously... I'm putting I'm putting your wife... Gary in, Oldman's like, mortal danger here. From yeah. the, from the, the pelmet of the curtains. Yeah. We've got Dr. Connors. Yeah. There's me. I'm sort of trying... Trying to talk to Dave, yeah. but very aware that like Imogen's probably having a hard time taking all this yeah. in. And meanwhile, you're going, you can certainly try. <laughs> Are you sure you want to go in there? Did we just get a little insight into into uh, Ed's DMing? Yeah, you can certainly try that, mate. Roll me a 20. Is yeah, that the oh, sort of no, thing he says? Ed, Ed is a very good DM. Ed is a very patient. Well, you, you'd have to be. DM for me and our friends. Um, no, Ed's, a, Ed's an excellent DM. He's a much better DM than me. So uh, your dream table then, just to summarise, is Gary Oldman, but not Gary Oldman, actually Vlad Dracula, yeah. uh, who is completely unaware he's Gary Oldman. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Sam's wife, Imogen. Mm -hmm. uh, Dave Chappelle. Just to read the room. Yeah, yeah just to read yeah. the room. Yeah, just to, to link everybody up. Yeah, he's the link player, isn't he? He's the yeah. quarterback, isn't he, in this one? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, Doc Connors. Doctor Connors. Yeah. But animated, but in 3D. Yeah, exactly. Because okay. that would be what, weird like as when, well. When Homer comes to life in The Simpsons, like yes, that. Exactly like that. Yeah, yeah, it's not like if you look at this guy from the side, like you question <laughs> everything, you just see beyond the void. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Oh, can we also can we chat Morpheus in as well from The Matrix? Oh, fuck. yeah. <laughs> Because that'll be really is, interesting. Because he'll be like, "This is isn't a real Morpheus. world." Is he Morpheus? Well, we know. We know. Could, could I we ask know. what Morpheus would, what character, what race and class would Morpheus be playing? <laughs> oh, so Morpheus, he'd human he, monk. He, yeah, he'd be a human because obviously he's like he wouldn't have it any other way. Exactly, and then he would be a cleric. Yeah, good. 
a knowledge cleric because he's... he just he just goes around red pilling everybody going like boom knowledge bomb knowledge bomb yeah okay so is, is like, he morpheus yeah, like that, that one friend is, yeah is he is he going to be morpheus does he know it's not morpheus? lawrence fishbourne yeah it's morpheus and he is conv and obviously he's telling everybody that this stuff isn't real and we're all going we know morpheus we it's, we, it's a game and then he's like no it's not real and and there's a real it's, it's a know. juxtaposition sort yeah, of yeah exactly wow and then you get like, like I imagine Dave Chappelle would like pick up on like a red pill comment, and you'd have to pause for like an hour and a half before you realise. Oh no, he's using it like in the literal sense. He's not trying yeah. to turn you, man. Don't worry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and I, I can tell you what uh, Vad will play as well. He'll go paladin, <clears throat> just so he can feel like like the good guy for once. Just to break it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah He'll go like okay. paladin of light and be talking about like bringing. You know, like cantrip, left, right, and center, just for the hell of it. Because he can. Just why not? Because he's sick of being the bad guy. Yeah, exactly. Nice, nice. Well, well that 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 is a true rabbit hole. Like I feel like I've been down with you tonight, I've, guys. I've, I've been on a roller coaster tonight. Yeah, that's good. That's always a nice feeling. Elated. It's a wonderful feeling. <laughs> Glad that you've survived. Yeah. <laughs> feel like you've brushed with death. It's always good. Yeah. Welcome to the start of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit like joining Led Zeppelin in the seventies. Yeah. Just hang on, and you'll probably be fine, or yeah. you'll be arrested. And, and we, and we'll see you you'll probably 90s, be fine, yeah. or you won't. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's just go for it. Well, guys, all I can say is thank you for coming on. Let's have, let's give you the floor for a couple of minutes just to kind of plug everything you're doing, your patrons and all that. So over to you quickly. Oh dear, this is pressure. Um, so yeah, we are the Starter Set Podcast. Uh, you can find that in any streaming platform that exists for podcasts obviously um <laughs> our patreon is uh starter set no it's not it's patreon.com slash starter set um we're on social media what's that sam we're on instagram uh starter set show um we do new shows every friday uh 7 a.m gm tight and every tuesday we run our DD inspired crime crime drama tales of tarthage um so you're getting two shows a week as long as we can keep writing them and yeah every so often we do uh something called campaign chronicles which is like a dip into uh ed's world but serialized and lots of funny voices so um yeah check that out and if you want to support the show we even have a discord actually um, which will We'll float around and you, you can send and all your link trees session. over and we'll make sure this goes out on Twitter. So don't feel too oh, on the spot about getting it all right there now. You go. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, come listen, come hang out. We love, you know, we love it when people just talk about their games on there. It's lots of fun because we often end up talking about our games on the show um, because we're just a little bit self-centered. Welcome to Starters. <laughs> it has been absolutely fantastic on this show. I genuinely mean that. Okay. Sometimes you have guests on the show and I'm like, eh, thank you. Well, for okay. Us. This one's good. This is a good one. I loved it. Um, so with that guys, thank you very much. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Thank you, thank you guys. Bye.